Greetings everybody, it's a blessing for me to come to you today and just bring you the gospel right here from uh, the middle of the African villages here in Kalabu area. I'm sitting on the piece of land that we've purchased a while back and that we want to build a mission station on. There were certain things that happened that uh, just didn't make it possible for us to really continue with this work for a while but we are back here in Kalabu and excited to get our ministry registered here and just see the gospel being spread. I want to welcome everybody that is slotted into this broadcast. I trust that you're going to be deeply blessed by the message that I have for you. You might watch this somewhere uh, in the morning in, in uh, America when this is streamed, uh, but this is already Saturday afternoon here in Kalabu area when this is recorded. Sitting here under a tree, just bringing you the gospel. What a blessing to do that. Let us pray together as I'm bringing you this message. Father, thank you for your gospel. Thank you for your good news. Thank you for the love that you have for us. And as I minister your message, that it will be with power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for your favor over our lives. Thank you that we've got a message that is powerful. The gospel, the good news of your love for us. Amen and amen. Okay, I want to talk about the love of God today. I remember years ago, I went to a town uh, in South Africa called Paris, and a pastor invited me to preach there, and he advertised uh, world-famous evangelist, you know, and he was so excited for this. And I was not a world-famous evangelist at all. I think I preached two or three times outside of the country in, in um, Mozambique or so, but he had this massive advertisement and everything and people were coming and the, the, uh, they expected the place to be full of people. And he asked me, uh, he said to me, uh, Pastor Bertie, so what are you going to preach about? I said to him, I'm going to talk about the love of God. And he said to me, uh, well, thank you for that, but uh, is there not something deeper that you can talk about? Is not something more profound that you can talk about, that you can bring to our attention, something that is powerful because we want to see the sick healed and, and something. We are already, we, excuse me, we already know the message of the love of God. Uh, I said to him, well, the deepest thing you can ever know about God is his love. Jesus Christ is the love of God. God is love. Imagine, Elena comes to me and she said to me, Bertie, I just want to say that I really love you. And I then say to her, well, thank you for saying that, but I know that. Isn't there something deeper you can say to me? Isn't there something more profound that you can say to me than just telling me that you love me? Now, I want to talk about the deepest part of God, the love that God has for you in Jesus Christ. I'm going to read from uh, John chapter 4, and verse 7. Now listen to this. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Right there you can see that it does not say that we should love one another as something that we produce from ourselves. He basically says, since there's such a flow of love from God to all of humanity, let us love one another. Now what he's referring to here, and I don't have time to explain this in depth. I have preached about this before. But what he's basically saying to Jews here is that there are Gentiles that has also received Jesus as their Savior, as their Messiah. 
And since the love of God flows to both Jew and Gentile, let us as Jews also accept the fact that the Gentiles are being saved by the very same Savior, which is Jesus. That is what he's basically saying there. We've read that in uh, modern days and we have felt, well, since God is love, we need all the time to live according to laws of love that we've made up for ourselves within our culture, whereby we judge ourselves if we are Christians or not. This passage is actually saying, dear friends, let us accept the Gentiles as well, since love comes from God. That, that love that comes to the Gentiles is something that comes from God. Meaning that if we can accept we can accept the Gentiles as part of the people of God for it is a God thing. That is what that passage means. We've condemned ourselves so many times, lived in guilt about that passage, not truly understanding that we're actually already living in that love of God. The point here is that love is not something that we have to produce from our own willpower. The love of God is something that God brings forth in us. It is something that God is showing forth in us. Amen. Glory to God. I want to read here from verse, verse 8. It says, Whosoever does not know excuse me, verse 7, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Everyone that loves has been born of God and knows God. Whosoever does not know God does not love because God is love. If you are not walking in love, he's saying here, you're not knowing God. What he's basically saying is, if you cannot accept that Jesus is Jesus of the Gentiles and of all people, you don't know God. That's what he's saying. We have taken that and said, well, you know, we need to live in love in our culture, otherwise we don't know God. The true context here is basically Jew and Gentile and that Jesus is the Jesus of all people. That is what this is about. Um, then verse 9, this is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Listen to what he's saying. He sent his son into the whole world. The Jews would have heard that as well, he, he didn't just send his son unto the Jews. He sent his son unto the whole world that whosoever believes or put his reliance and trust in Jesus might live by the promise that there is in Jesus and God's ability to perform what he promises in the resurrect, re resurrected Jesus Christ. That is what this is about. Isn't that absolute good news? Man, that just, <laughs> that blesses me so much. So let's summarize the first part of this message. The gospel of God's love brings love forth in our hearts. It's not something that we must produce by our own power. It is something that is produced by the love that God has for all people. So love 
is not a command as pertaining to you must do these things. It is basically something that you allow inside your heart because you are understanding what God has come to do for all people. When the Bible says, love all people, he was basically saying to the Jews and now unto us as Gentiles, according to Romans, don't think that anybody is excluded from what Jesus Christ has come to do for us. That is what it is basically saying. Now we're going to get to the powerful verse here um, in the end of verse 9. It says, Jesus was given so that we might live through him. It is up to God to bring forth life in us. So God said, put it this way, it's like a man that has got a passion and a love for a certain community. And then he said, I'm going to have my son trained up as a medical doctor so that I can send him to people that the health of these people and their well-being would be up to my son's ability to be a good doctor and not their ability to heal themselves based on the limited knowledge they have of medicine. In the same way, God looked at humanity. He looked at what God has done. Uh, he looked at what man has done and the dilemma that man was in. And he basically said that, let me bring forth a son. Let me bring forth a person that can uh, solve their problems. Um, okay, het genoeg neem die phone daar, so is reg. Let us read verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice into this world. So many times you might say, what is love? We've asked that question so many times. I remember when I was in school, the kids would write on the table there, what is love? The Bible says this is love, that not that we love God. What would the Jews have heard when you tell the Jews, this is love, not that you love God? They would have heard that you don't have a love for the law and a love for trying to be a good Jew. That's what they would have heard. They would, it would have been devastating for a Jew to tell them, listen, this is love, not that you love God. They would say, what do you mean? This is love that God loves you, not that you love God. This is love, not that you must love other people. This is love that God gave His Son and that His Son became the sacrifice and the propitiation for our sins. We can put it this way, this is love that a father gave his son and trained up his son to be a good doctor so that people can have health and well-being by the ability of the father and the son to be a good doctor. This is the love of God that we are not given over to ourselves to solve our own problems, to get rid of our own fears. If you read on, the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. That means that God is the one that has come to cast out our fears. 
You might live in fear and in anxiety. I want to tell you, it's not your job to get rid of your anxieties. It is God that has said, I have come to cast out fear. Fear is something that is cast out. Fear is not something that you decide not to have. Fear is something that is cast out or taken out of your life by something else and something new that comes to your life. And what comes to your life is how much God loves you. The dimensions of the love of God. When we look at the dimensions that there is in the love of God, we see that we cannot plumb the depths. We don't know how high it is, how wide it is, how long it is. When we look into our future, we see the finished work of Jesus Christ. When we look into our past and we think of what we have done wrong and, and all those kind of things, we are seeing the wonderful love of God, the, the cross of, of Jesus Christ and what He has accomplished for us. That is what we see. When we look towards the east and the west, the rising of the sun and the setting of the sun, what the day is going to be like. We are only seeing the, the love of God, which is not that we love God, but that He loved us and that He has come to our rescue. Paul says in Galatians 1 verse 4, he says, he talks about Him being an apostle um, and that Christ gave Himself for His sins. Let, me, let us read that. It says here in verse 3, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. So what does he say about the Father and when he sees us in sin? He's saying this, that when we are in sin and the Father sees us in sin, what will He do? Will He reject us? Will He leave us? Will He abandon us in the midst of our weaknesses, in the midst of our fears, in the midst of our angers? No. The Bible says that when He sees us in our sins, this is what He's saying, that He will give Himself, He gave Himself to rescue us from this present evil age. When he sees that we are in an evil age, when he sees that we are under governments and rulers and under corruption and under whatever is evil, even our own inabilities to bring peace and joy to our own hearts, what will he do? He will give himself to us. That's what he already did 2,000 years ago. When God sees you in anxiety, when God sees you in fear, what does he do? He gives Himself. Not He separates Himself. He gives Himself. That's what He's saying. And what, what does He do in giving Himself? So that He can rescue us. That is what this is about. He will rescue us from this evil age. And this is in accordance to the will of, of God our Father. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So what does Paul say? He's saying that love is not, or what is John saying? John is saying love is not in us loving God, but in God giving His Son to us so that we might live by Him. What does live by Him mean? 
It means that He will be the one that rescues us from our sins. He is the one that will deliver us from our sins and this present evil age. So many times we think that if we don't do something, then uh, God will not be able to save us. We must do something politically. We must do something. We, from our power, must do something. We must save ourselves. We must save the nation. No, He gave His Son to save us because He knew our own inabilities. He knew the corruption that is in the heart of man. One of the most devastating things that you can find in your life, and, and that happens when there's true honesty uh, in every person's heart, and that is that the corruption that you point out, the sin that you point out in others, if you carefully look at it over the, over the span of your life, you will find that the very evil and the very bad that you are seeing in others, you can actually find in yourself. And that you are saying that I need salvation as much as everybody. And that is what, what, what the law has come to do. The law has come to point out that every person is equally sinful. And what that basically means is that every person is equally inadequate to bring salvation and deliverance to himself or to come to his own aid. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us in giving his son as a propitiation for our sins. I just want to quickly uh, go to 1 John there and just make sure that I didn't leave anything out. I want to just go to verse um, 15. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. He's basically saying here to the Jews, herein is the love of God that He gave His Son to all the world and let us love one another. In other words, let us in our hearts allow this salvation to be for all people. The love that He has for us is that anyone that acknowledges Him as the Messiah, this is what He says, Anyone that acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. So what he's saying is, is this is the love of God, that both Jew and Gentile are in the place that when they can acknowledge Jesus as the Son of God, that both Jew and Gentile then live in God and God in them. Meaning that they co-share in the life of God and God in their life. They have become one with God. That's wherein the love of God is. I want to say to you, the love of God is not found in your ability to be a good Christian. The love of God is found in God coming to the aid of humanity in Jesus Christ. That is what this is all about. I want to go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3, and I want to read uh, verse 18. Galatians chapter 3. As Jesus Christ were, were clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by believing what you heard? Just listen to this. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by believing 
what you heard. What did they hear? They heard that Jesus, these people in Galatia, they were Gentiles. They heard that Jesus was raised for them, that he gave himself for them to come to their aid and to deliver them from this present evil world, that God has come to the aid of these people. Glory to God. That is what basically took place there. He came to the aid of these people. And they didn't follow the law. They didn't follow the customs of the law. That is not what they did. What took place here is that these people heard something. They heard that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and that through him is the hope of the resurrection and the fruit of the Spirit, basically. That is what they heard. And when they believed what they've heard, they received the life of God. So he says here, did you receive the Spirit by believing what you heard? Or did you receive the Spirit by following the customs of Moses? These Gentiles, they knew very little to nothing about the customs of Moses. They were believing in idols, idol worship, sex gods and all those kind of things. Then they heard Jesus was raised from the dead, they believed it, and then their lives was made brand new. That is what, this, what took place here. I want to go to verse 18. It says, the inheritance, the, um, for if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise, but God, in His grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise. So God has an inheritance for you. This inheritance that God has for you does not depend on the law. It depends on the promise. So what did the Gentiles hear? They heard a promise. The promise was that Jesus was raised from the dead and that he will judge the world in righteousness by bringing that which God has dreamt for, for humanity from the beginning to all people. That, that was what they heard. It was a promise. There was also a promise made to Abraham that in him all the nations shall be blessed. This promise was to Abraham and his seed. So, it was by promise that God decided that we would be made heirs of what He has dreamt for us. To be heirs, inheritance is accessed by God fulfilling His promise, not by the law. Herein is love that God keeps His promises. Herein is love that God has come to our aid to say that what He dreamt for us to inherit, which would be eternal life, the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the love that flows in, in our hearts from Him towards us, is all accessed and depends on promise, not law, not what we do, not our ability to be good Christians, not our ability to love our neighbor. That's why John says, let us love one another since love is what comes from God and is also for the Gentiles. So John basically is saying, listen, since love is that God gave his son for all races, all people groups, let us also allow that as Jews 
and so love one another. He who does not allow that, that way of thinking, that way of life is not born of God. For what is born of God is that Jesus is Lord of all people. That is what First John say. You might say, Baby, I've never heard it this way. Well, that is what it is. It, it is what it is. Glory to God. And that is what gives us life. I want to just quickly go to go uh, um, to through this passage here in Galatians 3. And I'm going to end off by just summary, summarizing this. It says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Paul is saying basically that it's a bewitching effect that is on people when they become, when they start to walk in a place where they are not, where they've known the love of God and are veering away from the love of God. It's, it's something that bewitch, bewitches you. He says, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed to you as crucified, meaning he died for both Jew and Gentile. The Christ was the one that was rejected by the Jews and that was also crucified by the Gentiles. He basically was then suffering injustice by Jew and Gentile. He died under their hands. He was raised from the dead, acknowledged by the Father as Lord of the whole world, meaning he became Lord of both Jew and Gentile. Meaning, he has come to bring life to all. He's come to the aid of all people. He says here, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or believing what is heard? What is heard? Basically, that you are loved by God. That you are loved by God. Good verse to end off is Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, sorry, um, Ephesians chapter 3, here it is. Ephesians 3, and we're reading here from verse 14, Paul's prayer. It says, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom Every family in heaven and in earth derives its name. Listen to what he's saying. He's talking about the love of God. I pray and I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. He's just saying, this is the love of God. It's for all people. He came to the aid of all. Paul is describing the love of God. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. These are Christians that already understand that Jesus died. He says, I want you to be strengthened in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. What he's basically saying is that you will continue to believe what you have heard and not go back to the law. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, rooted and established in the fact that Jesus is Messiah of all people, that he's come to, to our aid, that he gave himself and that it is it, our inheritance depends on promise and not our own works. That's what he's saying, being established in love. That you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how high, how long, how deep, how wide this love of Christ is. To know this love that surpasses knowledge, it surpasses what they've known by then. That you 
may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So I want to say to you, the love of God, grasping the love of God, is whereby you are filled to the fullness of God. Never let the love of God just be a message that is watered down. It's just, oh, well, well, that's just a love message. Fullness is experienced in knowing and understanding the love of God. Amen. I would like to pray for you. Father, I want to thank you that I can pray for all people that are watching me. Thank you for your love and your goodness and your kindness towards all people. Thank you that you care for us. Thank you that I can sit here and as I minister this, I can truly just feel the warmth of your love, the warmth of your embrace towards all people. Thank you for your kindness, O oh God. Thank you for your love, O oh God. Thank you that everybody that's watching me can be empowered by this message and just say, Lord, I want to know more of your love. I declare every person that's watching me blessed by God and thank you that you stretch forth your hand to signs, wonders and miracles confirming what they have heard that Jesus was raised from the dead and that he's Lord over all people and those who have believed upon him stand under the power and the rule of the Spirit of God thank you for that Lord Amen and Amen Glory to God thank you so much for watching and uh, feel free to follow us on YouTube and just see what we are doing on our mission outreach here in Kalabu. God bless.